well, this is the deacon's weekend to preach. I still have to come up with a podcast. But first, what I ask the deacons to look at for this weekend from themselves is a bit of their testimony. I've been talking about the need for us to know our own, our own stories and to be able to tell them publicly since I became pastor here. So in my comments to the deacons for this weekend, I ask them to consider talking about their own experience as deacons. How has being a deacon affected their lives? Well, to give some sort of an answer to that from myself, and I think that is important as well, let me give you some of the points that I would think of to respond to this myself. I remember the first time I functioned as a deacon after I was ordained. Yes, all priests are ordained, are ordained a deacon first. Usually that is a time of about one year. I remember very specifically the first time I functioned as a deacon. I remember standing at the altar at the side of the priest and thinking to myself, this is where I belong, right here, right at the altar. I was 27 years old, and I knew I had found what I was supposed to do for the rest of my life. Now, over 40 years later, that thought is still the same. I was sitting in adoration at Joan of Arc one night recently. I began replaying in my mind the major times when I have felt the powerful presence of Christ. Almost all of them have been in the context of the Mass, or at the very least, in the Church. I would like to tell you about a few of them today. The very first one, I was a seminarian for only a couple of months. I was praying at St. Anne's Church during a healing service by Father Whelan. He had the Eucharist exposed on the altar, and I was praying in front of, in the front pew, maybe thirty feet from Jesus. All of a sudden, the only thing I could see was the host at the center of the monstrance. Everything else went white. This was the first experience I ever had of what I would call Jesus looking at me while I looked at him. I don't know how long it lasted, but it seemed almost like an eternity. I could look away and see everything. But when I returned to look at Jesus, all I saw was him. The next event that struck me was at my pre-ordination retreat for the diaconate. We had a retreat at a converted farmhouse. I had arranged for the priest to give the retreat because I knew him. He was a Columban father. Well, one night of the retreat, we had an all-night exposition of the Blessed Sacrament. I chose to get up at two in the morning, thinking none of my classmates would be in there at that time. I was right. I had things I wanted to say to the Lord about me getting ready to be ordained that lasted about 20 minutes. Then I told the Lord I planned to be there with him for an hour, but I had nothing else to say. Then I was wrapped up in a sense of love that I had only experienced before when I was being held by the woman I almost married. Yes, I was engaged. But I knew it was God who held me. The feeling of contentment, of this is the only place I ever want to be, and no place else matters. It lasted about 40 minutes. My hour was up, and I went to bed. <laughs> the next morning I got up and, and could not wait to get to the retreat director. The short story is I told him I was scared because I did not know how God could show any deeper love for me but I knew I had not experienced the fullness of his love, and I still haven't. Does that make sense? Well, I ran from that experience for a number of years, spiritually, 
but now I enjoy remembering that and look forward to sharing more of his love. The next event happened after many years of my priesthood, when I elevated the chalice and the host at Mass and said, Behold the Lamb of God. I was struck holding the I was stuck, excuse me, I was stuck holding the chalice and the host high for everyone to see, and I was worshipping God in my own hands. I was stuck like that until my arms ached. The last story I would mention happened at Adoration, in a previous parish. As I sat in the silence of the church, I heard a single heartbeat. Boom, boom. And I knew it was the Sacred Heart. I've never heard that again, but whenever I think about it, I am drawn back to the experience as though I can hear an echo of it in my soul. There have been other powerful experiences of the presence of God to me, but I didn't say these as a way to make myself look at all, all that surprisingly holy. These, <laughs> these kinds of things are available to anyone who has a longing for Christ. When you listen to the stories of the saints, they were not great men and women of faith at first. They grew in their understanding of who God is for them. Some of them seemed to grow faster and faster and farther and farther without any back steps. Others had one step forward and two steps back until all of a sudden God broke through their barriers and they were fully on fire with the power and love of God. I know we all have stories of the greatness of God. I hope the deacons give us some examples from their lives. We need to know each other's stories, as I have said many times. I want to encourage you again to think about how God has touched you. Put that into words. Maybe even write it down. Sometime in the near future, possibly during Lent, we are going to be inviting people to speak after communion about their story, about who God is for them. Let's make this real. Who is God for you? How has he revealed himself through the Mass? How have you known in your own life that you are now a disciple and even, maybe, an apostle? I apologize for the extra noise that might be in the background. Uh, our neighbors are cutting down a tree and they're starting to grind it up. So, we have a lot of extra noise background. God bless. <laughs>